Today, we bask in the light of... Masashio Greatness, you remember that summer you went to camp and it was like Lord of the Flies? Well, I don't. I never went to camp. I ran around the streets in the summer and played BB gun fights with my friends. It sounds stupid now, but it was awesome then. Today, we are honoring the legendary Robert Earl Jones. And a cop that sports a real mustache and a hilarious fake mustache in the same movie. It is 1983 Sleepaway Camp. A movie that obviously inspired the climax ending of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Anyway, let's head to the sad lot to win some bets. Go to the campsite social and the dopest cowboy hat we can find. Then prank our friend by throwing a beehive at him while he's taking a shit. Now play that shit theme song. Yeah! It's the Mustachio Podcast, yo. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio Podcast, yo. Welcome to the Mustachio Podcast, yo. This is your host, Daniel Segura. And today I welcome a veteran, just an absolute veteran of creativity, podcasting, knowing stuff, being smarter than me, just a veteran <laughs> and a good friend of mine. His name is Eddie the Axe from the... From you gotta the hit the bits. fucking sound thing. Go for it. Say his name is Eddie, then I'll do it. Ready? Okay, I'm his ready. name is Eddie the Axe. No, wait, you no, wait. <laughs> Hold on, okay. His name is Eddie. The Axe Jefferson, and he is the host, the main host, and he has two little fucking trolls that follow him around, but he's the main host of the Bloody Bits Horror Show. What is up, Eddie? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mustachio <laughs> Podcast. Yo, I am your co-host, Eddie. The Axe Jefferson, and joining me, as always, is the host of this show, the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Segura. How are you doing today, good sir? <laughs> I feel like he turned it around on me or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're just so used to introducing people, you have no. to introduce it. <laughs> oh, man. I have to give you my honor. I have to give oh, you my honor. Oh, I appreciate honor. it, man. That was hilarious. <laughs> that This whole, this getting to this point, it's been two minutes, and that was mm -hmm. kind of amazing. I love that. So you brought to this show yes. Sleepaway Camp. Uh, Sleepaway you... Camp. <laughs> I don't know. I I actually really I'll just I gotta say if you've never seen this it's weird if you've never seen this movie you should have seen this movie if you haven't seen it so go fucking watch it it's free to watch on Tubi and yeah. um, fans of the of Bloody Bits can watch it as well <laughs> if they're Patreon members yeah. you know what you're uh, doing pause you know what you're doing pause right here and go fucking watch it because we're gonna spoil the living hell out of this movie and holy shit. M. Night Shyamalan ain't got shit on this, Daniel. <laughs> yes, one of the most surprising. I, I, and I was, I was lucky enough. I honestly, for considering, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love scary movies. I've always loved slasher movies, even like really campy ones. I just, I'm a big fan. Friday the Thirteenth franchise, one of my favorite franchises ever. And yep, I was, yeah, I loved. I just love them. I don't know why. And I was lucky that I kind of caught Sleepaway Camp pretty late. Like, I probably saw it less than 10 years ago, which is not that long, because mm -hmm. it's been out since 1983, and did not have the ending spoiled. 
So when I saw oh, it, oh, I was so like, lucky. what? Yeah, I was completely <laughs> fucking blown. I was like, wait, yeah. what? I kept thinking that, you Hold know, up, Ricky pause. was involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Because they confused. do the, the misdirections in this. Yeah. Chef's kiss, man. Hmm. It's amazing. And, uh, it, you know, it took it. it Took me off guard, but I've seen it several times since then, and every time, it feels like it's too. It feels like it went by so fast. I don't know how yeah. they do it. How it does. it just goes by really quick. There's not a lot of bullshit moments in this movie. They edited it so perfect that every bit is pretty useful to the movie. There's a couple of like little sappy parts that were meant to kind of feel like there's you know it's it's summer camp for these teenagers they're you know they have puppy love and stuff so they has to give time for that give time for some of the activities they do but it's all worth it because it really captures like i said in the in the cold open i have never been to summer camp but i've always imagined that this is what it's like yeah <laughs> and it seems kind of well here's what summer camp seems to me it seems like okay. the first day of ninth grade or or like the first day of sixth grade over and over again so, like, as soon as – if you <laughs> fucked up on that first day, you're fucked the whole yeah. camp. You know? Yeah. I'll, let me let me tell you, as a man who went to summer camp, let me tell you what it is, okay? Okay. You are going someplace that's not your school, and Oof. so you get to drop all that shit. And you're right. First day, you better represent. But all that shit you had back in school, unless people you know went with you, that's all gone. You're whoever the fuck oh. you are like that so i yeah see so as a professional scam artist like uh <laughs> daniel here he, he likes that idea you know you can go into it you're like look man i'm dangerous you know and then girls are like oh he's dangerous then you just got to be the guy that like kicks a frog or like chases somebody with a stick that's on fire or something you're all good yeah. man so okay i have definitely experienced that situation um the closest i could get to is i did go to summer school uh, to get well, not because that's I, a little different. No, that's not because you fucked up. No, 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 no. That's what I was trying to get beat you to. I, no. It was because I was trying to graduate early, so I was actually oh, taking okay. additional courses. Nerd. I know. And I was. I really thought I could graduate early, but my district was like, "No, that's not going to happen." So I'm like, "I took all these fucking courses for nothing, you asshole." So I had like, like nothing but I, electives. I say that, but I graduated. I graduated at 16. Yes, yeah, so see, like they didn't I'm let fucking us... with. Yeah, I could have. I they just didn't let oh, us. Man. I don't know what the problem was. It was something that with the school sucks. system. But I went and it was very in that it was at a different campus and a whole different community, a whole different yeah. area of the city. And it's kind of fun because all of a sudden I didn't have that guy that remembered the time I yeah. fell in mud and I looked, you know, like the time I, <laughs> I was, got kicked so in the I nuts. Was... I was just talking to my wife about this, and I know this dude's name is like doo-doo when it comes to stand-up comedy. But Carlos Mencia had the best fucking oh, yeah. bit about how uh, it doesn't matter, like, what you accomplish. Your family remembers the shit that you did when you were little, and they're haters, man. They'll bring that shit up. Like, he was yep. talking about you. I, I come home from work, and I was like, hey, mama, they made me the team leader. And she's like, team leader of what? Team fucking caca? Because I remember when we <laughs> saw your underwear, you tried to hide under your mattress with the poop. <laughs> I remember that bit. <laughs> That's such a good bit, dude. It's true, that's man. my family. My family was fucking haters, and I grew up around haters. And then going to a new place where nobody knows your shit, you go into a fresh. You're like, 
uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm the sensitive guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I did, Eddie, was I did okay. the opposite of every. Like, I think there's a Seinfeld episode. I think where maybe Costanza does this, but I tried to yes. do the opposite oh, of everything. Because so I'm like, well, it's never worked in school. Like, I've always ended up being a nerdy <laughs> kid that nobody likes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just do the opposite. I won't talk as much. I'm not going to smile. I'm not, <laughs> not going to. I'm just going to yep. be serious. And, like, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I was like, mysterious kid that wrote lyrics for his band. So I seemed, uh, like, kind of cool. <laughs> that's like, I, I forgot who it was, but somebody was, like, talking about if you give yourself some advice in high school, what would it be? And I, the, the first thing that popped into my brain was you can only talk your way out of pussy. That yeah. was step number one. Yeah. yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Right? Like, yeah. that's so true, man. Yeah, shut the fuck up. And depending on the person, whether you're – Gay, straight, bi, no, just whoever you are attracted to. Yeah, or out of ask, ass or out of dick, whatever. Yeah. A- ask him a couple of questions. Even if you're not yeah, paying attention, just ask him a couple of questions. Just first question, like, what's your dad like? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Especially with women. You just you go up to them, right? The first thing you do is you're like, wow, those are some cool shoes, man. Where'd you get them? And then they'll talk about it, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Hey, what's your dad like? I, I'm not sure if it was the, it was my show or another podcast, but I brought up I it maybe it may have been the bit, but I brought up this one girl that I, I dated, you know, for a very short period of time, my senior year in high school. She went to a different school, and mm-hmm. I met her at a show. We I was at the, it was in a little punk band at the time, and she came up to me, and you know, she was classic, quote unquote, groupie material, you know, just into me mm-hmm. just because of the band. Obviously didn't give a shit about who I was or anything about yeah. me. And we're making out after a show and she tells <laughs> Okay, me- hold up. Full stop. Okay. First of all, you're like she's just some broad that was objective. Like imagine you're a, a woman, right? And then the roles are reversed. <laughs> yeah, this dude came up to me. He didn't care who I was or what I had going on in my brain. He was just objectifying me. So anyhow, I was making out with him in the back room. <laughs> well, I mean, she was gorgeous. So, I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, I was going to okay. take the moment right. for what it was. And right. uh, I was going to fall in love with this girl. And she, we, there's you a little fell moment. fell in like with her. Fell in like with her. I like that. Mm-hmm. And there's That's a little better, moment. actually, than love. <laughs> where she's saying, oh, oh man, I got to go in, in like 30 minutes. I got to get home. My stupid fucking dad needs me. To, you know, he like told me I need to get home, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, no problem. And she goes, by the way, if you ever meet him and he likes you, I'm not talking to you ever again. And nope, I was like, and never. I laughed my ass off. I was like, what the fuck? That's so random. So then like two weeks later, I completely forgot about it until I, <laughs> I go up to her house to pick her up. We were going to go to the movies. I meet him. I'm talking Maybe we say three sentences to each other. I noticed the football game was on behind him. I commented Uh-oh. on it because I grew up with, I guess, like every Texas kid has to. I don't know. But I grew up with football. So I was like, oh, look, the Colts yep. are playing the blah. What's his name? He's doing really good this year. He has this many touchdowns, whatever. And the dad was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And we kind of go back and forth. We get to the car. We get to the, we go yep. to the movie, blah, blah, blah. Get to the end of the date. And, uh, said, you know, she goes home. She calls me that night and goes, my dad liked you. It's, it's over. <laughs> she broke up with me. <laughs> oh, Daniel, here's the problem. Uh, from the time that they are, let's say, 16 until 25, they're trying to piss dad off. From yeah. 25 on, they're trying to find dad. Mm. 
was mm-hmm. there too early. Yep. I was yep. there too early. Yeah, I was not bit, bad yeah. boy enough. Like for me being in such a like heavy punk band or like hardcore band or whatever, I yeah. was like a surprisingly like good guy at the you know, like I was kind of cold, but I was not disrespectful. Or like you know, That's like good. a really shitty drunk person or anything like I, you know. So I think I didn't quite fit the bill that she was looking for. She's like, I'm looking for a guy that like is gonna like spit on my porch and oh scratch his God. balls in front of my parents, you know, like shit like that. That just wasn't my style. Yeah. She wanted um, <laughs> uh, from what you're describing. She wanted booger from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Honestly, she would have. She would have totally made out with booger <laughs> if he was in a decent punk band. But, if yo, he was like in Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> but here's the thing you don't want to fuck the girl that wants to fuck booger so you want you're right you're right no and i yep. feel good about it now it's all like oh man that's the groupie that i lost <laughs> can i tell you a, a quick quick story on of that course. shit from my front i was uh oh my god i was like this this really fucking tall like like rail skinny long black haired fucking crazy dude in high school oh, god i need to see this eddie that's I don't have that picture. That, oh, I burned all my pictures. So like, but I was yeah, the really. kid that like legitimately this girl like hooks up with me, right? And yeah. of course her father's like a pastor, you know. <laughs> her mother's like involved in the church. It's that whole fucking vibe, right? Yeah. And she legitimately was would just be like, oh, can I can I like borrow some of your shit? Because I had my like it, it was like goth before goth was emo. You know, like back when it was like that kind of more like grungy kind of gutter shit. Exactly. Way back in the day. Yeah. So, I I mean, I had like the nail polish on, but I didn't have the eyeliner, you know. Like what what, what were were like the top three bands that work with that look? (laughs) Like uh, early, early in the day, Predator, and then they became Typo Negative. It was like that scene. Okay. I feel you. Yeah. So she'd be like, oh, can I borrow some of your shit? Because I had the like, I had the like, the stupid fucking like inverted cross earrings oh my god Eddie, i shit. love this so dude, much. <laughs> dude yeah and so she's like oh can i borrow your shit and i'm like why and she's like <laughs> like why <laughs> and she's like i want to wear it to church to protect me wow that's legit bro yeah <laughs> try to protect yourself oh, in the man. antichrist Right, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here, man. This is a like a problem. Yeah, that's that's a little yeah that that would kind of throw me off a little bit. I was so I I, I get oof. it. Man. I wish we could have been. I wish I I know it's not possible because you know <laughs> we live in completely different states. But yeah, it would have yeah. been dope because I was like this punk kid with like the Liberty spikes, like way too over the top. Like I don't know why I was trying that hard to be punk by the book and you were like this goth mm-hmm. kid i would have totally been your friend because there wasn't like oh no, totally yeah I we would have des- been the same scene yeah because i kind of decided to go that route when it just wasn't in anymore um and so the i was just kind of always looking for other kids that were like going in their own route going there you know kind of like fucking letting their flag fly and doing whatever the fuck they wanted and i was like that's my shit so i had goth friends usually theater kids were goth friends goth, my goth yep. friends oh god <laughs> so i was a theater kid too man okay i got i got a, i've got a great i've got a great uh, uh story about that and a joke about that but i'll have to do it on another podcast because it would take two hours man 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Give Sounds good. Our, maybe we'll have a bonus, a little extended edition with Eddie uh, one of these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. We get to know you a little bit more. So, Speaking uh, of t- outcasts, though, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. T- tell me a little bit. What is your Just history kidding. with that? So when did you first watch okay. Sleepaway Camp? Wow. Like, what's your history So this it? is good. This was middle school for me, dude. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking middle school for That's me. That's an amazing was, time um, to watch that. It's a weird fucking time to watch it. Yeah. So uh, I had just, because I grew up in this really, really backwoods small town, like population 1,200 total, not wow. the high school, total. Yeah. It's amazing. Of uh, Stevenson, Washington. Nobody fucking lives there. Now it's actually kind of getting kitschy. It's kind of getting like an Austin, Texas kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, but it's expensive as shit to live there because it's tiny as they hell. Wanna, yeah, they want to keep. But back then, it they was want to all keep the people. They, they want to keep certain people out. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, certain <laughs> certain people that don't pass like a uh, uh, you know uh, paper bag test. Let's say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. There were there were there were two ethnic quote unquote people in my town. There was uh-huh. Beth, who was the little uh, uh, black girl that was adopted, mm-hmm. and then there was uh, um, D'Artagnan, who was oh, the, the little black boy that was adopted. I gotta say, fucking cool name. Hell yeah! Was he Best like, name ever. Dude, was he one of the three musketeers? Or am I tripping yes, out? Yes, he was. Okay, okay. That, that's the name of a musketeer, man. Yeah, dude, you. you nailed it. Nah, man. So I mean, and he was cool as shit. Like he, he ended up being like real good friends with me uh, when I came back to town. But anyway, nice. I, I moved the fuck out of there, right? Yeah. And I moved to this town called Longview, Washington, and Longview, Washington is best known. For people who are running heroin between Canada and Oregon. Cool. That's what it's best known. It, there's crazy fucking crime right there. Like, it's oh insane. Right? Okay. So I moved from nowhere to this fucking Christ. place. And I'm like, okay, here's culture shock. Here's fucking fish out of water. You yeah. know? I'm like the hay seed. I'm the hey y'all. Hey, I'm a country boy, you know, kind of fucking thing. I, I didn't talk like that. Uh <laughs> But they like, could tell you were definitely from this was rural. Yeah, this was my this was my minute of being like um, I can you know I can change my shit up and be whoever I want to be. And yeah, we we were managing a motel in this fucking town, and I've told it on my podcast. But across the street there was a video rental place, right? It was called uh, um, fucking Main Street Video was what it was called, mm. and. You'd go over there, and they made this mistake where they're like, if you give us $100, like, today, you have unlimited rentals for a year. Jeez. Yeah. And so there was a busted room in the motel that that the plumbing was fucked up in, so they couldn't rent it. So that was my room as a middle schooler. Like, I didn't – I lived with my parents, but, like, in a motel room on the other side of them. That is a very interesting situation, <laughs> living situation, yeah. Eddie. Yeah, dude. So I had like a TV. I had like the whole setup. I had like a fridge. I had like a stove in middle school. Like I just like I was living on my own in an apartment with no bills, basically. Yeah. And I had a VCR. So I went across the street and I rented everything. I cleared out the horror section. And I remember this one specifically, Sleepaway Camp. I rented this. My my best friend from our shitty little town came over for summer and i was like dude we got it we're gonna you know 
hook it up in here. We're going to get pizzas and shit. We're going to hang out. Oh, and fantastic. we rented this one. I was like, sleepaway camp, dude. Look at this. There's a, a shoe with a knife in it. That's fucking cool. It's R. There's probably Poster titties is. all over the place. <laughs> Poster is dope. Yeah, there's probably titties all over that. I plugged it in. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. That's true. I don't know uh, yeah, there really Ooh. isn't. There, there, there isn't boobs. <laughs> I honestly didn't even realize that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's a fairly tame, uh, like, uh, when it comes I, to nudity. I mean, tame. It's tame, it's yeah, tame okay. from nudity. Yeah. But not yeah. tame in a lot of other areas, which is why they were able to avoid that X rating. Uh, yeah. By just a, a little snippet. Plus, uh, it's a different time, too. 1983, I don't by, think. By the hair on the cop's fake mustache, they avoided it. <laughs> exactly. One little bristle. <laughs> Man, so you saw this at on. such an insane time. In such an insane environment yeah. because you were able to react to it. In a pretty um, comfortable setting where you didn't have to worry yeah. about, like, oh, my folks might come. I remember I've been in that situation when I was in sixth grade <laughs> where oh, I'm, yeah. I know there's going to be nudity and I'm just, like, kind of have one eye toward the doorway and one at the screen. So I, I think that's oh. the ideal way to watch it. Hello! Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The commercial where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. And proud members of the Podmoth Network. So, did you know there's a creature in Japan called a kappa that tries to suck a bejeweled life force out of your anus? What? Uh, I did not, and I'm not even going to try debunking that. Instead, I volunteer as tribute. Okay, so if you like your podcast a little spooky, a little mysterious, a lot gay, do we have the show for you? Just listen and subscribe to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, search BSPodPHX on social media or visit BSPodPHX.com. Bye! That's the thing. When people say men can't multitask, have you ever tried to look at your phone and the door at the same time? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had some crazy moments where uh, – <laughs> this is so embarrassing. But I was – I would think I was like in fifth grade or sixth grade, and mm -hmm. I found all these old um, – they were my pops, and he had like all – like stacks of like these um, – old magazines and photos like i'm pretty sure he was like he had friends they would just all like fucking rotate them and stuff and i found a bunch of 70s um okay. 70s porno uh magazines oh. and stuff <laughs> oh yeah right no videos uh but it was just all <laughs> yeah. like yeah and my friend and i would go through the go through them and like take like no joke we both had like timex or like timex stopwatches right and we would literally put like seven minutes and he would go and watch the porch and, like, watch the driveway. And I would get seven oh, minutes that's... to, like, go through them. <laughs> then Dude, we would tag each other that, out. That guy's got to still be your best friend, right? Like, that's, <laughs> that's your homie for life. I wish I wish I could say that. We're, we don't talk anymore, but we were, uh -huh. like, blood brothers then. Like, we All totally right, man, look, were. If, if you need me to watch the door while you beat off, man, I got you. <laughs> Like, well, I can't do it from here, but we could set up, like, a webcam or something. We were so man. young, I, I, wasn't even, you. I wasn't even beating off yet. Like, it was just, like, exploring this, like, we'd never seen this before. We'd never seen yeah. boobs. No, I get bullshit. you. So, like, we weren't even doing that. I mean, I don't know if he was, but I wasn't yet. I was a little more – I took a little bit of time to get super into, like, 
myself yeah. and learning myself. Like, so I was a pretty innocent kid. So, <laughs> I was a pretty innocent kid. So at the motel, my dad had a stash, right? But mm-hmm. here's the thing. His stash was some, like, pawn shop stash. Because it was just all the shit that people left at the motel. So like, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> because think about this, dude. The stuff they were too this, ashamed you know, of to take home. <laughs> though not even that, dude. Think about like imagine it was your best, best. Because back in the day, I mean, this is like when shit was written. Like it was pictures, you know. It wasn't like digital or, or whatever. Picture this though: you go to the motel, you buy you buy a porn, right? And it's the best porn you ever got. It's the best. Like it's got some Halle Berry level shit. Every page, right? Yeah. And you just, you lock yourself in that motel room and you just, you beat the fucking dick off. Yeah. Right? Until you ejaculate. Um, we understand all over what happens place. at the end of it. <laughs> okay. Right. And then you fall asleep. The next day you get up, you gather all your shit in shame, you oh. know, and you go back to your real world You're life. kind of hungover. And you, yeah, yeah. You got that, that, uh, that, that dumb brain. You get home to your uh, your family that, that like I mean you love them but like you can see that they look at you like you might as well be a stranger, yeah, a little yeah. Yeah. you know because you're you're gone so much but they don't understand you're doing it to support this life if like you they'll can call not it not, a life. not understand until they're you are very old and they're like just about to get married or something yeah yeah. At, at that point when you're so old that like they've already rejected you because you're more of a burden. To yeah. them, then they'll get it. So, but you left that porno magazine there at yeah. the motel. Are you going to go back and get it? Hell no. Like, hey, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, my dad had this stack of these pornos, and uh, I would just, you know, sneak them. I'd be like, I'm going to go take a look at this. And I, I, I don't remember a lot of it except for titties and vaginas and stuff. Yeah. And asses. Um, but I do remember the the title of one of them, and it's a very, very, very um, non politically correct title. Okay, I can't wait. And it is it is shaved, huh? so you know that there's no hair, right? Orientales. Oh, no, like like, like wait, wait, okay. <laughs> wait, were there storylines involved? Like, like these are like like. No, no, like a tail, like your ass. Oh, I thought they were, I was thinking T-A-L-E-S, like they were like little, like, Mother Goose stories, but with Asian people. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one, I'm like, it was like It was like, it was like Wong in the Beanstalk. (laughs) I was like, this is racist. Oh, man. man. I I mean, I I can beat off to it, but I, I can't. God damn it. The only thing, the only title I can remember, well, I can remember one photo. I have a lot of memories okay. from that time. I remember one photo that stuck with me because it, it freaked me out a little bit. I just never seen such like giant boobs. It was it was a black and white photo mm-hmm. of a woman, a blonde woman. She has like giant, like oh, probably like bigger than double D's. They're big, like E's or something. Okay, so and like she, a triple D, <laughs> like a triple D. There you go. <laughs> and she's on a staircase, and she has her boobs like. Like pushed into into between the posts, and they're like kind of oh, getting God. red, <clears throat> and they're just like separated and red. And I just said uh, it stayed in my mind because I was like, "Whoa, that doesn't seem like a that's that's weird." <laughs> so, <laughs> it's 
So that's yeah, in my I head. Think the Offspring wrote a song about that. <laughs> Probably. And then I remember a movie title, and the <clears throat> earliest movie title I remember that was a VHS tape was it was called Wet Shaft, and it didn't even have anything to do with Wet Shaft. Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the one thing I remember about you, Wet Shaft... You open your goddamn mouth. The one, thing I, <laughs> the one thing I remember about Wet Shaft is there's a guy... What, ironically, the thing I remember about Wet Shaft is, is one of the guys, he's, he's about to finish, and he exclaims, mm-hmm. I'm going to climax! I'm going to climax! <laughs> so, okay. So here's the, the funny shit about this. I know why that guy did that, and you remember, and it's hilarious. So there's this dude, right, that whenever he's about to bust in a porno, he'll just be like, oh, yeah, dropping loads. <laughs> and it sounds so stupid, right? Yes. His name is Nick Manning, right? And he's a funny fucker because, like, he does comedy shows and shit. And he said, like, the thing is the whole porno shoot, like they shoot it all out of order. It's all crazy and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But the minute the dude busts, you can't retake that shot. Yeah. So he's like, you say a shit like what I just did that's your your line. Your catchphrase. And they have to leave it in. <laughs> that makes so much sense because I was young, I was young enough. Like I was probably 14. And I was like, yeah. "Is that what we're supposed to say? Like, do we are we supposed to like make like some kind of announcement? Like, I'm gonna climax." <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Thankfully, I never said it because eventually I saw other ones and I was like, "Wait, you, we don't have to say I'm gonna climax. Like, this guy's crazy. I'm gonna climax. It may have That's been... a bad line. <laughs> but it was just hilarious. I just love how technical it is. You know, you're, you're just... you gotta you gotta be like, ooh, now who's baking the cookies? See, I like that. I do like that. Like some sh- some shit. Yeah, you got a lucky wife there, Eddie. <laughs> I feel like you got you'd be really good at sex talk. You just got you got that mind. You got the mind for it. You got nah. the mind for it. <laughs> You're I'm a big. Fun. I'm actually a big uh, prude. Really? No way. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just ever. I always feel like being. I mean, first of all, you're goth. I feel like goth people yeah. are very like sexual, very like you know, you know, free spirited. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, I would have thought you would be like more kind of like hey, like I, I thought you had like the fucking dildo from Seven in your closet. No, no, I don't have a dildo in my closet. I'm a very prudish man. <laughs> I I don't like to discuss sex or sexuality really. Um, I'm I'm very reserved about that. I know. I just from listening to your show. <laughs> It's obvious. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so t- tell me a little bit what you know about this movie, man. I mean, basically, just to kind mm-hmm. of for the for the listeners, basically, Sleepaway Camp is about a young child that has a very traumatic thing happen. It's a boat accident. She goes, you know, well, I say she, but the child grows up. They, they yeah. goes to a goes to a camp. With their cousin. Well, I mean, you can... Okay, hold on, hold on. Like, let's get this thing out of the way really quickly. Yeah, there's a lot to okay. work out. No, no. Let, let's, we'll get this thing out of the way real quickly. Um, I am the... I'm a straight white male who was born that way and is still that way. And I'm bringing a... a it's not good representation, but it is a queer representation movie onto your podcast, Daniel. So I... But... But... I, I gotta say, it's 
it's bad representation, this movie, but at least it's there and it's 83. Yeah, so no, I'll, I'll give you that. Here's the thing, too. When we talk about this character, Angela, there are sequels to this movie. Sleepaway Camp 2, Sleepaway Camp 3. And she um, presents herself with feminine pronouns. So she's fine. Mm-hmm. So you're right, man. We'll, we'll go that way. All right? Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Because, well, I don't know. I'm, man. We I'm, I'm sensitive that about that stuff. Me too. I love my I, people. Yeah, and I've been drinking a lot of rum. So my words are going to be a little fumbled up. So uh, <laughs> this, the, eventually this uh, teenager goes to camp with her cousin. And mm-hmm. obviously what happens at camp, a bunch of people, a bunch of things going on, a bunch of fellow teenagers mm-hmm. doing a bunch of teenage shit. Like Eddie said, no supervision really, not real good supervision at least. So they're doing whatever the hell they want. And we, we have a young yeah. person here with like, a lot of PTSD, things unfold, and then we have a really crazy ending. That's pretty much what this yeah. movie is. <laughs> I mean, in a nutshell. In a yeah, nutshell, yeah. And hijinks ensue. I, I've got some background info, but I'll let you do your background info. No, no, I, I don't. That's not really my thing. So, yeah, if you got background info, okay, go for you it. Want, go. I'll knock it out real quick for you. Okay? No, I'm curious. I so this, know. this was written, directed, and produced by Robert Hiltzik. Uh, who dedicated the movie to his mother, who he calls a doer, right? He had written the first and the last scenes of this movie. That is it. And he went out and he raised about $50,000. You know? It's amazing. And this is 83, so that's, that's money, but that ain't money, money. Then his mom dies, and he collected $300,000 in insurance, which he took all of it, his entire nut, everything he fucking had, $350,000 and self-funded this movie. So when I say written, directed, and produced by this dude, literally every wow. penny of this that you see on the screen came from this man. It hit the theaters November 18th of 1983, right? And on a $350,000 budget, it made $11 million. Which that's eleven million eighty three. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah for real. It's a lot of so, cocaine. So like you think like, <laughs> oh yeah. So you think like you were the sole investor in this movie. After the money it took to put it into the box office, and you've already paid all your actors and everything, that is all gravy. So hats off to this dude. Like, I really think that's why he didn't have the, um, you know, he he obviously had some ideas for sequels, but I think that's why he was willing to license out the title was he knew you can't strike lightning in a bottle. I think he understood there's no way I can ever do this again the way I did it and uh, get as much back oh, for yeah. it. Why would yeah. I try again? So here's the title. Yeah. Fucking take pay me. And then you can do whatever you want with mm-hmm. it. I would do the same. But then he got the title back, too. He did get it back. but I, He did, and yeah. he made Return to Sleepaway Camp. So uh, It was also filmed at Camp Algonquin, which is uh, in Argyle, New York, in the off-season. And uh, you can tell this because a lot of the establishing shots and sweeping shots, it's clearly fall. Yep. And you can see that, that the leaves are, are brown and, and orange and, and beautiful. Like New York it is gorgeous. Is awesome. It's gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. 
But when you get like tight shots in there, they've actually painted the grass and the leaves green. Which <laughs> is fucking stupid. Kind of interesting they would go image. that into detail. But I do like the fact you, it, it's obvious they used local, a lot of local kids too, because a lot of the accents yeah. are very New Jersey. You know, yeah. some New York accents. It's so funny. Like Very, that opening scene with the kids, they sound so, so Jersey. Yeah. It's so like Little Yobo could have yeah, been. Yeah, Little Yobo. <laughs> That's Tim Yobo, by the way. He's been a guest on the show plenty of times. So you all know who he is. Uh, yes. I I honestly, this this man just took this movie under his wing just was able to pick, you know, do like see what the vision he saw and it was obviously kind of an eccentric person. I, I did see some interviews with some of the actors that he was very sometimes difficult to take direction from because he would have a lot mm. of difficulty translating exactly what he wanted, uh, you know, but I think that's kind of the way a lot of directors work. They just kind of throw a bunch of words at you. And as an as an actor, you're taking those words you're like okay how do i apply that into actually physically doing what you want me to do and i think well, but then they saw yeah, the product tough, like, okay, man it is tough I yeah that's know. because like you think of like i don't know, like i work in in uh it right yeah and explaining very technical shit to lay people is very difficult right so that's that's actually one of my skills that i'm very good at is is translating that shit and I think, like, a creative, like an artist, like this dude, explaining that to actors, which, which I mean, they're basically, like, uh, if you crossbred a sheep and a robot, that's what an actor is. You're like, mm -hmm. stand over there, lift this hand up this amount, yada. If you could give them that kind of direction, totally. Yeah. But, yeah, I, that seems so tricky, man. To, to And especially if it's something you've written that you're that passionate about. To then direct the actor. Exactly. Oh. It's frustrating for someone like someone that does something like what you do or what you've done in the past is, you know, if you want to see the result you want to see, you literally can code it. You literally code in exact, you know, you code what you want to see. Maybe there's a little trial and error, but then you do it and then you get to see it come to fruition. You can't code these people. You have to like literally, like no. you said, use soft skills to try to translate what is in your mind. And he did an right. amazing job of, you know, for as eccentric as, as eccentric as he is to translate those, you know, those ideas to these actors that very young actors too that were pretty fresh. Very young. That was a hell of a choice too, by the way. To go it, so young. It's so notable. Yeah. yeah. Because usually you get this movie, this movie, this slasher in a camp is 20 somethings playing teenagers who are the counselors and they're the focus. This yep. isn't that. This is the the kids are the focus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like the, the older kids that are maybe, you know, I think there was probably some that were 18. Like because you, you, you have some of those like Bill, you know, and his gang. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, they look like they're 18, 17 or 18. But some of them look a little bit older. But I think they're supposed to be like seniors, juniors and seniors in high school. And yeah. but, but really, and it's kind of funny. I learned that. Ricky, even though he looks like he's 13, 14 years old, he was 17 when he filmed this, which is insane. Yeah. Like, he he's kind of like, uh, kind of reminds me of, um, what's this guy? What's uh, the guy from Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio. Yes, like Ralph yeah. Macchio, where he just has, he just had a, 
little kid body <laughs> when he was when he when he was seventeen <laughs> years old. This kid looks thirteen. Yeah. He kind of has that attitude too, though, and a little bit of that presence. Like I, I get you, man. Oh, he ca- yeah, Did he carries himself to... like he thinks he could beat the shit out of every kid in the camp, which is amazing. <laughs> well, when the director was was auditioning people to play that role of Reiki, his whole thing was like just march the kid in that was going to play him, and then have him just like cuss me out, mm-hmm. the director. And this kid and then, can this fucking is... cuss. Oh, 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 oh yeah, nailed it. He is amazing. I, I love him in this movie. And I just kind of yeah. get the the ball rolling with this. Um, you know, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, with the the opening of, of the movie, we meet maybe the scariest uh, person. Well, okay, actually before oh, that. God. Before that, we get, we get a really um, – <laughs> we get a really shitty, a really sad scene where we're on a lake, and um, I saw. Yeah. I see it's Camp um, Awawak, I think Awawak. Awawak, yeah. And I would have said it's Camp. Oh, this is whack. But ah, <laughs> oh, this is whack. <laughs> oh, this is whack. <laughs> That's my shirt, man. Oh, Camp. All this whack. All oh, this whack. <laughs> we cut to this, this these couple of teenagers. They're in a speedboat and they're pulling a, a girl in the back, and she's like water skiing, and they're not paying yep. attention. There's a nice little family. There's a father there with his two kids. They're kind of bickering a little bit. It's one boy and one girl, and they both sound like Yobo. <laughs> and yeah. they go back and forth. They capsize the little boat, kind of messing with the dad, and the dad's like, "Hey." There's like this random friend that calls out at him, like "Hurry up, get up!" The well, <laughs> which we well, find out later. The yeah. friend, yeah, in a minute. And um, you know, he he's saying that someone's coming. I think he says the doctor's coming. Which I'm like, what doctor are you fucking talking about? What is this? Are they at a, at a conference? Yeah. And he brought his kids. <laughs> I was like, I'm very confused by that. But it doesn't matter because they're all the him and the two kids are kind of ha. Ah, you know, let's swim back to the let's get let's get out of here. But the girl's not paying attention, you know, because um, the boy that was driving switches with her. She gets behind the wheel. How- because she fucking <laughs> nagged him. She, <laughs> she nagged did. him relentless because that's his job. He's like, I don't want to get fired. She's like, come on. What are you, a square? Yeah. He's like, fuck. All it right. worked. It, it did work. And how you <laughs> lose track of where you're at on a lake. I've been I've been on a couple I've been on a couple of speedboats and a couple of um, jet skis on lakes You'd have to be close to either incredibly intoxicated or um, you should just not be behind those to, like, realize that you're going to be coming in toward the end of the lake. Well, she doesn't. She can't tell. (laughs) She just was the first time. She's like (laughs) she's ditzy 80s slasher blonde. Yeah. She runs into the the incompetent. She runs into the capsized boat and hits everybody. We see the dad she fucking floating. Miami Vice launches off of it's that amazing. shit, dude. It's so good. Right over dad, by the way. Yeah, they did a good job of shooting this. Uh, you know, a lot of quick cuts, but I, th- I think for the most part, it caught the intensity of the wreck. And, yeah, you see dad just fucking, he's capsized now. <laughs> and he's floating yeah. in the fucking water. And then there's the girl that was water skiing. does nothing and just sits there crying like she's, you know, the well, girl yeah, from Titanic. Just screaming. Like they would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I'll give it to the fact that she, yeah, she looked like maybe 12, 13. Yeah, maybe she, she got fright. But you know what pissed me off is that the guy that was mm. calling him just stands there frozen. 
Uh, I guess he was freaked out because he maybe he got an angle where he was like, "Oh, he's dead now. Like that guy's gone." Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I could oh, think he's of. He's fucking dead. But then you still have the kids, and this guy did not even bother like running into the fucking lake. Whatever. Who we move on, Look, from man? That. We we saw how those kids were on that boat. <laughs> he was like, "I don't, don't want to see this." Kid. Maybe maybe a little bit of this was on them. Yeah, you know, you try to be playful as kids and. Throw your dad off the yeah. little boat, but... And flip it over. May, yeah, yeah. may have been best to just not fuck around, you know? Don't yeah. fuck around. And then after that, we meet the scariest fucking character of the entire movie. Her name right. is Dr. Gotta, Martha I, Thomas. Okay, I got to pause here. We were talking about the beginning <laughs> of this. is going to be like, let's just cut to the beginning and we'll get through it real quick. This fucking bitch. Holy shit. Dude... I've never seen... This is some Lecter-level, subdued, crazy <laughs> energy. Yeah. I want... Women... Women... I know you got, like, three of them that listen to this, women. Yeah. Uh, I got, like, two that listen to mine. One of them is a host, which is fucked up. Um, dress <laughs> like, like you said her. one of them is a hoe. A host. Oh, God damn. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Dress like this lady for Halloween, you will scare the crap out of every... If you can focus 10% of her energy, no man will ever fuck with you. Because God damn. Oh, man. It damn. Is intimidating. Absolutely. It's, she, this, is, this is the Cruella de Villinga shit on her. You know, Period. But you know what's weird, though? Well, because, you know, she's, she looks like a villain for, like, Carmen you, Sandiego or something, but... Yeah, you, you kind of want to fuck her. I, I kind of want to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. I, I feel like <laughs> she's going to pro- – I'm going to bleed, like, somewhere. Like, at the end of yeah. it, I'm bleeding somewhere, as long as it's on my butthole. Uh-huh. I don't want to bleed on my butthole. I'll be okay with that. But I'm fine to bleed in other places, and I'm willing to take that hit to, to get a little bit of Dr. Thomas. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. But you know what I find out is that she actually just refer- – because I, I, I rem- I've heard other – you know, podcasts and other shit talk about this movie. And they're always like, how did she become a doctor? I, I, I realized, I, I learned through a little bit of background that she just calls herself a doctor. She actually never, she's just so delusional. She just said that she's a doctor. <laughs> of course. She's like Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's doctor. We got Dr. Jill. Yeah. Going off. Yeah. Yeah. We got Dr. <laughs> Jim. Sounding insane, by the way. I love this whole, her whole vibe is creepy. She's like, hello, children, come on yeah. down here. Richard, Richard, get down here. Oh, and Angela, she's so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> here's a big bag full of treats, and look, it's an apple. And Richard's like, are there any fucking chips? In- <laughs> oh, there's a whole bag of chips. And don't forget, oh, there's something very important I have to remind myself of. I tied a string to my finger. In fact, it's so important. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I-, a- I would be. I got to go. You're doing a you pretty good impression of her. Energy. <laughs> You're doing I know. a good job. I, I, I've got. She's got way too much energy. She's got. Well, she I'm, speaks I'm, at a, a, a volume that is like. 
like two or three or maybe four notches higher than everybody else so it um, yeah. makes her stick out and she just sticks out as, as just appearance wise but she speaks so loud and then she questions everything she says well, a little bit uh but yeah, outwardly because <laughs> because she is projecting she is theater it's amazing it, it adds to the creepiness like, of it i gotta go i, I gotta go like good some dudes kill their wife, you know? Yeah. And you're like, I, I get it. Like, here's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, damn. I, I'd be running. Because damn. And she so she ties this string around her fucking finger to remind herself of something. And this is important, right? Yeah. It's their physicals. Yes. And she says, whatever. This is when she drops this whole act of some shit. And she gets sick. She's like, don't fucking tell them where you got your physical. And then that's bone chilling. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And the, yeah. the movie does a good job of, I think, because they had her character do it. You're like, okay, she's just being whatever. But then the more you watch this movie, you're like, damn, that was like an Easter egg right there. That was a little clue yep. right in the fucking beginning. Yep. Right up front, man. And I love how – I think one of the things I first noticed about this movie was how I kind of questioned how come Ricky is so normal? Because I'm like I would imagine if you were brought up by a <laughs> yeah. woman like this, you'd be a fucking psychopath. That is so true. And he's like a cool kid. Oh he's like Bart Simpson basically but like a, maybe a slightly he's... nicer – He's like he's all right. He's always trying to protect. He's Angela. a good kid. He's yeah, girl. Yeah, he's a good yeah, kid. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I wanted to be kid. my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to think you're him. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, he's very altruistic. He's very loyal because he knows like, Angela's he gets... weird. But he's like, I don't care. Right. That's my family. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my family's back. I don't care how fucking weird they are. Yeah, and he's not, like, the cool guy. Like, he gets fucked with. Yes, and he stands you know? up for himself. and Like, yeah, you're yeah. right. He's the kid that I wish I could have been because I would not have had the, the thick skin he had and, like, being able to handle standing up to kids or, like, look like they're, like, four or five years older than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, like, they have, like, yeah. a pex, and he still has, like, a fucking, like, a child's body. <laughs> well, they... It's yeah. He's a Bart Simpson in a world full of Milhouse or not Milhouse Nelson. Yes, he's in a world full of like cool yeah. Nelsons, like attractive cool Nelsons. So, yeah, well, that sounds like a really really attractive. Nelson. That sounds like a, a ska punk band from 1994. Attractive cool Nelsons. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the attractive cool Nelsons? Well, <laughs> yeah, they're opening for Fallout Boy. That's by the way a Simpsons reference. It was Milhouse was yeah. <laughs> so. You know, we have, after this, we get to the camp. The kids run out. We see a couple of the counselors that we'll be seeing throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. We see Short Shorts guy see... for the first time. Amazing. Okay. Full stop. Men, I I'm going to implore you, men. <laughs> get your, your leg game down like I have done with my leg game. I, I got a belly. I, I ain't going to fuck around. I got my leg game on though, and get short shorts. It'll it'll fuck with women, like they're going. It's gonna mess their brain up, but but do it. Um, especially if you're married, especially if you're married, because then they got to figure out how they can keep you, and that fucks their brain up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have some short um, Adidas blue Adidas. You know what? I don't. 
Do I still have them? I might have them. But I have some short, short Adidas shorts. If not, I'll buy them again because I love them. I just yeah. They, but they have oh, no pockets. Yeah. They're just short as yep. fuck. No pockets. Yes, yes. No pockets at all. No, it's just buns yeah. and bulge, baby. <laughs> that's all it <laughs> and is. That's, by the way, this movie might as well be called Sleepaway Camp: Colon Bulge and Buns. <laughs> that's this movie. Battle of the Dick Print. Yeah, it is amazing. Like, it, it is insane how much fucking buns you and... You gotta give one to the girls, just, man. Just Come on. Buns and dick prints everywhere in this movie. It's it's semi-uncomfortable, but after a while, you, you get used to it. You gotta give one to the girls, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, we get a bunch of them. We yeah. are lucky, Daniel. We gotta give one to them. Yeah, we do. Uh, and speaking of giving one to the girls, Jesus. we meet the chef. No, we don't need the chef to. No, we don't. Need, yeah, we do. We don't need that connotation we at meet all. The chef. But uh, what, he's a real Tim Yobo type. What's, oh God! Oh, I hope, Tim's going to hear this. By the way, this he surprisingly still <laughs> listens to the show. Oh, okay. uh, well, I won't interrupt you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, I think honestly, he listens to the show only to tr- hopefully he's mentioned. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. So, so yes, we 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 see a couple of the staff members of of the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. and we we specifically focus in on this one kind of burly looking dude. He's kind of sucking on a piece. Artie. Of, his name's Artie. I didn't know his name was Artie. Yeah. And he's sucking on like a stem of something, and he's looking <laughs> at the kids coming out, and he starts making some very creepy, creepy comments. Um, one that I don't want to say unless Eddie wants to say it, but uh, he refers to what they call I, these see, children. This is this is racist, man. You're trying to get me to say because you would do it to me like, if I was on your show. The, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get me to say the creepy pedophile. <laughs> all right. So what? All right, I'll do it for Daniel <clears throat> because you know what? I love you. I love he's you. talking about all these these kids, right? Yeah. And he's like, hmm. Uh, all this young chicken where i come from we call them baldies so he says the g- grossest line in the like within the so first like 15 minutes i don't know how long we're into the movie but it is Look, the girl, worst line and in by the, the way d- don't girls you can shave your shit too it's not a pedophile thing i know people try to like play that shit off no, hold on, Daniel. I got to go off for a second. Okay, it's it's all. If you're comfortable doing it, it's all good. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he's, he's you do like, you. <clears throat> you know what helped me in this movie, by the way, is I found fa- I that? found out that this gentleman, the guy that plays, you said Artie, uh, this this yeah. actor is he was actually a really he was a thespian. Like this guy was really into theater, yeah. really good guy. the The kids didn't even know that he was playing like a super creepy person because in some of the very specific scenes where he's being creepy, the kids aren't around. Like they thought he was like a really cool dude, and it's so funny because I would imagine they eventually see the movie. They're like, "Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy, is, this guy's playing a real fucking creep ball!" Like, holy shit! But well, yeah, he's very do, good, and they do a good job. Yeah. yeah, they do a good job about that. Like especially the girl that plays Angela. Um, they protected her from a lot of that, the gorier, creeper, creeper shit. Yeah, 
Be, because her her mother didn't want her to to play the killer. Yeah. So when that's why you always the, the cutaway. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, yeah, but you're right. <laughs> that's a the, spoiler, the, I guess. No, it's fine. I'm but, figuring anyone that's yeah. listening to this has seen it, so we can skip around. But but right. yeah, like um, I like the they fact cutaway to just the hands, so yes. you don't see that it's her. Just the hands, and um, they thought that uh, her hands were too feminine, so they they made some decisions to pivot. Uh, from that, <laughs> and uh, understandably yeah. so, because it would give away. It would, it would you just you know because I remember first seeing it, I was paying attention to that stuff, so it made a difference. But I just find it astonishing that none of the parents from any of the other kids, teenagers, whatever, <laughs> yeah. showed up except Angela, the, the girl that plays yeah. Angela. Her like, mom, hey. her mom was on set the whole what time. What the fuck happened here? Yeah, the rest of them were like, "Yeah, take care of the kids," but the the Angela's mom was like, "I'm gonna make sure there's no crazy shit going on." So, yeah. I mean, I gotta give her that. I gotta give you know, I gotta give her that. She may have been a helicopter mom or a stage manager mom or whatever, but it's better to have well, that. She took care of her kids. Yeah, man. that's that's good. You were like 13 yeah. years old. So. What do you? What do you th- yeah. What, what do you think about Judy, by the way? Because we're about to kick into Judy. Ju- oh, yeah, because uh, Ricky Ricky <laughs> meets up with his friend Paul, and Paul mentions to him, Hey, Judy, she's back, and she's bigger than ever. <laughs> okay, so here's another point of advice I'm going to give any of you middle school listeners here. Be nice to every, every girl because you don't know who's going to get boobs. <laughs> we do. Are you, you do you think there's just a bunch of like 13-year-olds listening to this podcast? <laughs> tell if you're a if you're a parent of a boy who's going to middle school, <laughs> tell them. Be nice to every girl. You know, I will tell you. Period. I will tell you, Eddie. I have a real life experience with this. I did go to school um yeah. you know, in high school. Uh, but this was this was kind of different because it was a real late bloomer because it was like you know newer from freshman year through sophomore you know no freshman year to junior year of high mm-hmm. school never really noticed like noticed her like that but was always very cool with her and would hang out with her <laughs> I get into my yeah. first year of college and I go to a party where a bunch of my old high school buddies were at and she's there and she just for some reason after senior year Oof. just just she just came Damn. out just like an hourglass i was like amazed just and we dated for a few mm. months like she was like you know i always mm-hmm. had a crush on you and i was like oh you did see look at look at everybody what did i just say you know what daniel you people shit on me because i come off real bad first <laughs> but yeah. in the end i'm right no you're right there it, it i was always very respectful yeah. to everybody i never fucking picked on people like i always hated bullies that was like because i was fucking yeah weird. So, like, I, I used to actually fuck with bullies. If I was going to be an asshole, it was to someone that I've seen be an asshole to other people. I Yeah, so it comes it, in handy to be a good it, person. It sucks, man. Like, I learned later in life that I was a bully. Like, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. But but I ended up, like, figuring that shit out. Like, I was just like, hey, I, there's friends with, that I fuck with, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 No, I think it's, it's, if yeah. it's mutual, like... I have like me and my friends with each other all the time, so I think it could, uh, from the outside looking in, it could be seen like, oh, I'm bullying them, but it's like because I would let them do the same debate. But if it's not a well, mutual no. interaction, then yeah, it's just Polly. You're just kind of being a dickhead. Well, that's 
that's the thing. Like, I had somebody reach out to me and be like, hey, you were a bully to me in school. Like, wow. years yeah. ago, this happened. Like, not now, like, when people should have got over it. And if, they, if they're still bugged by it, then fuck you. But uh, <laughs> back then, somebody reached out. And I'm like, really? I was a bully? I'm like, what, what do you mean? And then they're like, you always fucked with I was like, yeah, but you could fuck with me. Yeah. And they're like, I didn't feel like I could. Yeah. I'm like, ah, okay. That's yeah, it. no, I've had this. But I've Judy, had that Judy ain't like that because she got well, titty balls. Judy has, you know, Judy's uh, developed and she is now getting attention from some of the older boys. And all of a sudden, Ricky is like just old news. Um, and so she kind of ignores him because he calls out to her like, hey, Judy, what's up? And she just sort of goes and goes, hey. <laughs> and then turns back to yeah. like, it's so good. She. She is so good. the The actress that plays Judy, I love her. Just captures the her name's Karen Fields. She she mm-hmm. just captures the essence of what this and girl would be. If you can find it, they did a, like a, a DVD collection. Yeah, and I think it's actually on the the Screen Factory Shout Factory, quote unquote, um, Blu Ray of this. There's just a fake sequel to this. That's Judy's story. No, you've got to. Yes, you've got to check out because she's amazing. She really is. I'm all about Judy. I love it. And so after all that, I really do. I like Ricky for, you know, he shows, you know, shows his cousin around and and this and that. He's like, here, here's where you're going to be. Because this is her first time, but this isn't his first time being at the camp. So he's kind of trying to help her get acclimated to what's going on. And we meet some of the girls that are going to be, you know, in her little I don't know what they call Eddie. How do they call Just bunks or, or, or cabins. Yeah, and we meet some of the girls. We meet Meg, who's I think was a pretty – she was probably one of the more well-known actresses at the time. I think she was in a sitcom or a show of some sort on TV. I don't remember, but she, she was kind of a name at the time. I heard that she came in a limo, like they like the TV network dropped her off in a fucking limo. <laughs> oh, the, the girl on. that plays Meg. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't be big time in people on Isn't this. Isn't that amazing? Shit. That's it's uh what's her fucking name? Catherine it's Catherine Kami. I just looked her up. I'm I'm gonna act like I, I knew this. She was on the young and the rest for go. like two years. There you go. Yeah. And uh, and on all my children. She can fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean it doesn't mean she's a piece of shit. Maybe the network was trying to make her look dope. I don't know, but that's a mad flexing yeah, though to be true. coming in that's on a true. in a limo. But and apparently she was yeah. pretty cool to work with, uh, according to you know to some of the other actors that were. Meanwhile, Angela Felissa Rose, by the way, Felissa Rose, a, a lot of yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> by the way, she had a lot of her like family members. When you see the kids running, a lot of that's just her family members that they're like extras. Come on in. Yeah, which I think was kind of cool, uh, 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 Hildzik, you know, to kind of allow her to bring in some family, make her feel comfortable, because it is kind of a traumatized. Poss- it's a there's a possibility of her being traumatized. And like, well, let's bring in some family. We need some support. Yeah, <laughs> need some support. And by the way, she has become like a a post this movie scream queen. One hundred and forty seven credits. Ooh, jeez. Yep, that's my girl. Damn, that's amazing. Um, and, and yeah, so we get, we get introduced to Meg and a bunch of other people and right away we're seeing the kind of toxicity that's going to be going on around Angela. We get to the cafeteria. Eddie, what's your worst, what's your worst and best cafeteria experience? 
Oh my my lord! So cap my best cafeteria experiences. I used to uh, I used to run a racket in the cafeteria where uh, on Tuesdays or no no it wasn't it was Fridays we had tacos on Fridays and I fucking love tacos yeah. because of course but they gave us a fucking maple bar with the taco and I'm like what are you doing <laughs> that does not belong I love a maple bar don't get me wrong but we got a maple bar with it applesauce some weird like fucked up corn and, and salad which was just some shredded lettuce anyhow what i would do is i would take the maple bars and i would store them up and then trade them on off days for chocolate milk oh, right yeah. and then now chocolate milk you could get two chocolate milks for a maple bar on an off day <laughs> and then when you had a chocolate milk on an on day you could get a guy's fucking pizza for a chocolate milk on an on oh, day shit. now yeah. eddie i don't so, know if this is a cultural thing um what's a maple bar <laughs> That's a maple what bar. What is that? All right, man. Is that made out of? Right, is that so a bar a d- made of syrup? <clears throat> maple syrup. Yeah. No, man. It's like uh, you. So you get like a um, <laughs> motherfucker. Imagine you straighten out a croissant, right? Okay. So it's like a donut, but it's long. Oh. Okay. 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 Right. I- and then on top of that, you make this frosting, and instead of putting chocolate in it, you put maple syrup in it. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Okay, okay, okay. It ain't it ain't bad, but they used fake ma- maple syrup at school, uh, yeah, so of course. that was bullshit. So I mean, I, I my my game was I would I would squirrel those away and, and then uh, um, trade them and stuff. My second game was uh, when there was this kid named Alfred, not Alfred, Alfred. Uh, and he had a bald spot on his head that we used to use a sharpie to draw a smiley face on. He was an asshole. And one day I threw a tater tot at him and hit him right in his fucking face. <laughs> and this motherfucker stood up in the in the middle of school. And he said, uh, I saw that you threw a tater tot. And I was like, nah, man, that fell out of your nose, right? <laughs> and he said, this, this motherfucker, this might be the best one. I just got two best ones. And he said, I don't think so. I saw you do that. Tater tot didn't fall out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like him explaining it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Because oh. cafeterias, for some reason, they just ex- they just create in like experiences. Like it could be negative, it could be positive. Yeah. Uh, it's Thunderdome. It what's, is what's, Thunderdome. Give me one of yours, man. What's yours? Uh, I mean, my most my most negative was first day of sixth grade. You know, our middle school started mm-hmm. sixth to eighth grade, so it was the first day in a brand new school. I'd never been to. Yeah. It's terrified. I. It's raining in the morning, and my uncle's driving. You know, dro- dropping us off in his in his big old red Ford, some shit, and rusty old truck. And I still love it though. And he drops us off. He has that that metal railing, and it's it's raining. Like I said, so I slipped on the railing, and I fell. <laughs> I fell in between the tire and the and the curb. Uh, my shoulder hit the ground. I was in between the. I was literally stuck. I, I couldn't move because, like, I was skinny enough to slip, like, to slide in between the yeah. parts. My sister gets me out. I'm full of mud on one side of my body, but the other side is clean. So I'm kind of like two-faced, but just mud. And I go into school. I'm too scared. I didn't realize, oh, I'm supposed to wash this off. So I go through school the whole morning. Oh, I get to lunchtime. And my sister's there. She, my sister's an eighth grader, 
So I'm a sixth grader. She's an eighth grader. My sister's okay. pretty and cool, and I'm fucking nerdy, and nobody likes me. <laughs> and so, uh, so Aww. she she goes, and one of her friends is like, "Hey, have you seen Mud Boy?" <laughs> oh, so I already had like a legend. Mud I already had boy. lore. No, <laughs> the first day school I have lore. No. So they're like, "Have you seen Mud Boy?" And my sister's like, uh, "I haven't." Who's Mud Boy? And they're like, "Oh shit, there he is! There's Mud Boy!" And she looks and she goes, "That's oh, my, my brother." <laughs> so she comes up to me and goes, "Daniel, do you realize you have hard mud <laughs> all over one side of your oh, body?" God. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I was gonna clean it off." She's like, "Daniel, go to the bathroom and clean this off and get and then go get your food." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." So that was the worst experience because everyone was laughing at me. It was a horrible first day of school. Yeah, I kind of eventually shook all that off, but it took a long time. My best day was my junior year of, of high school. I think it was the last day of school or the second to last. And me and like three or four other dudes decided to basically coordinate this very specific way of creating an extreme food fight throughout the entire school. Basically, me, okay. and, me and these two other guys got into a coordinated fight, but we practiced it. So it looked incre- incredibly legit, like me like throwing someone over a table Oh, okay. Okay, choreographed. It was choreographed. Right. There you go. Sorry. Yes, it was not coordinated. Yeah, choreographed. Coordinated sounds like you're the KKK and you're fucking. Yeah, we're doing some kind of like, like <laughs> attack on bad. the school. Yeah, yeah choreographed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. This was more wrestling. It's okay. It's a theater word, man. I'm my bad. Thank you. No, I need that. So we choreographed it, but everyone believed it. And all of a sudden, a food fight just breaks out in, in the whole school. Like 25 students were suspended oh in the next school year because there was footage of it. Oh it was early God. on when kids had phones and there was some yeah. loose video, like really shitty potato video. Some shit on World Star. Like. Yes. And me and my friends got away with it because we stopped. We stopped and got under the tables while everyone was going insane. Oh, my God. You incited a riot, and that is your best example. It was exciting as fuck. It was no, just, I get it. To see it, it come to it. fruition. Because we, we thought, mm. we're either going to do this, we're going to do this fight and no one's going to react, or it's going to be the best, craziest shit ever. And it just blew yeah. up. We didn't expect so many people to get involved in it. It's ins- right. That's when I, It was kind of an early way of understanding how riots work like you know a little bit of craziness goes and then it just spreads like all of a yeah. sudden everybody yeah. feels they can do it and i'm sorry like it was just amazing i've never seen so much no. food fly in the sky <laughs> that's awesome i never i never I, like i got all the kids to not eat hot dogs but we talked about i remember that, that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that's not like that's that's my my kind of riot, but damn, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was that was my excitement. But yeah, obviously not. I shouldn't be as proud of it as I am, but I'm sorry. Well, that's it was cool. Like, my okay, it's my, a like, shitty I'll, thing. And, and I gotta give you like my my sad shit was that like I grew up poor, so like like we had a card that they would stamp to give me my oh, food yeah. and shit. You know, like. Like, there was also that, you know? Yeah, no, that shit sucks, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I just cloud over that. Yeah, I went to poor schools. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. That stuff sucks. And that's what's crazy is, like, I think about it as an adult. I'm not trying to come off as, like, some cool guy or whatever. Like, I also was, like, fucked up, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I I mean, you're mud boy. Like, that makes sense. (laughs) You're mud boy. (laughs) You're mud boy. And I was, like, the poor kid that was wearing an ALF shirt, like, six years after you should wear an ALF shirt. 
Yeah, all you I'll know? say is there's a reason me and you get along. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason. Uh, so <laughs> back, back to this wonderful movie that we've been this talking about. This movie, yeah. So she got titty balls, and then, yeah, that's uh, – we, we're talking – Ronnie's talking about to Angela because she ain't eating. Speaking of the cafeteria. Yeah, they start messing with her about that, and, and Short uh, Shorts comes up to her, and they take her to the kitchen. And... Ronnie's get-up, dude. <sighs> it is amazing. This guy looks, I mean, amazing. Like, he's. The, <laughs> I want to eventually get to this. I probably won't. It's Dog, too late. When, when dudes got titties, but they're not titties, like, they're, the shirts they're wearing are so tight. These fuckers got pecs, and the pecs are hanging over the shirts. Yes. That is Ladies, watch this movie. It's something different, and uh, he's his shorts are basically underwear. <laughs> basically, they're boxer briefs before un- boxer briefs. They're under his nutsack. You yeah. can see his ball bag. You can see the seam of his see, ball everything. bag. It's every everything. And then him coming up to a thirteen year old girl and being like, "Oh, let me take you to the kitchen." You're like, "Jesus, dude! Like oh your fucking God. dick is like in her face. Like could you just..." Wear something with some, at least a little something thicker. Could you just put on anything a little thicker? Two more layers. But he takes her back there, and creepy ass Art was it Artie? Artie, yeah. <laughs> he's back there, and he's being extra fucking creepy. Oh and eventually, this leads to uh, the scene in the back where he starts. He takes her to the back uh, food storage area. It gets yeah, real. He takes creepy. her to the walk-in, and, and he's like, "I bet, I bet we got something in the walk-in. You'll like Angela." Yeah. So fucked up, and yep. she, he starts um, buckling his belt just in time for Ricky to come in and interrupt them. Saves the day. He's about to give her the salich, and this fucker saves the day, man. Yeah, good for him. He's amazing. Like, uh, it's amazing how the, like the the way Ricky is written um, throughout the movie. He does kind of, you know, because he is he is uh, he's he has a, a chip on his shoulder. But he has that – he's just super loyal to her. So he's always there to kind of – he's always looking out for her constantly. Yeah. It, it's – I mean, I get that. That's like – Kind I mean, of classic. That's my thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, like I fuck with my family and, and my people, we fuck with each other. But then if an outsider starts fucking with you, it's like, well, wait a minute. You, yeah. We don't know you like that just yet, you know? Exactly. And apparently that scene where, you know, Artie's pushing Ricky against the, the shelf, the shelving there – was yeah, pretty yeah. intense, and he had, like, literally lines, like, red lines along his back after that. It, um, it, it was, was pretty rough, man. I mean, you you could see it. Yeah. That's why the scene and, works, because you're like, holy shit. Like, th- it, that's why it makes sense Ricky didn't talk, because he threatens him and tells him, like, you're not going to say shit about what you just saw. You exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, if you're fucking, if you know what's up, you, you'll shut your mouth. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And they get out of there, and Artie acts like nothing happened when, when, yeah. um, what, uh, forget the name of the camp director guy, but. Oh, God. The, you know, the note that I have for him, and, and when you find out what happened to the dude, like what was going on in his life, it's mean as shit. But it's Mel. Mel and, uh, uh, Caustic, I think, is, it? yeah, yeah, Mel. Mel Caustic, and he, the note that I have for this dude is he's like, uh, you know Trailer Park Boys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the the park supervisor, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little bit of that energy, but he's not drunk. It's the cigars. Yeah. You know? That's his bit. He's, he's, the, he's the Camp Leahy, basically. Yeah, he just kind of is just 
scraping by, trying to get as much money as he can from this fucking joint, and he's just trying to keep the... Yeah, he's just trying to basically get as much uh, from it as he can. But after all this, you know, eventually we get to the part where we get our first POV shot, which that automatically just brings back all the, the slasher type feel of the movie. I love it. I just I'm a big fan of that POV yeah. shit from the 80s. It totally and it's so good because it's also like it's a POV shot which but it's from the perspective of the the killer, right? Yeah. And generally when you see the POV of the killer, it's above the person that they're chasing down and you feel menacing. You feel like empowered like this. This is like decidedly you're below. You've got little like puny ass wrists. You got little <laughs> like bitch hands. You know what I mean? Like, and then this, this, this fucking dude, Tubbo is climbing up like the 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 rattliest fucking step stool to get to the world's tallest pot of water that's boiling. I mean, so by the way, you wouldn't have to break your pasta to put it in this pot of water and boil it. You could just put whole spaghetti in there. <laughs> yeah, this thing was like know? was for World War 2. Like it's fucking huge. <laughs> it looked like a smokestack, right? And this fucking dude He's up there, and the the kids, the, the persons move to kill them as they shove his ass, right? Yeah. Like POV, your killer, your your big powerful killer that that we're supposed to be afraid of. This whole movie is just shoving a fat man's ass into a <laughs> pot of water. That's step one. That's kill one. Yep, and uh, she turns him. <laughs> she turns him into the toxic waste guy from RoboCop. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And I love how they do this effect, too, because it looks great. Because he, he tips the pot of boiling water over on top of himself, right? Yeah. And the actor, what happened is they propped him up under this fake floor. Yeah. And then they ran little tubes into uh, bladders underneath of a mask he was wearing. And they were would just hit it with this liquid gelatin. So that the fake blisters that they put under his burnt skin would like pulsate. It's a fucking. It's a very. It's a great effect. Like it is. Man. The special effects Oof. in this movie for working with the budget they were working with. It's. It's beyond what you would expect at the time, especially nineteen eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah. Pretty it's, fucking it's amazing. Phenomenal. It looks really good. Man. It does look good, even in really good. you know. Now with it, you know, I would imagine on VHS it looked even like more credible because you're kind of dealing with a more grainier look. But even now, looking on an HD TV, like still looks pretty damn good. Oh yeah. Um, and by the way, our you know the, our our man of, of the hour or two hours, we'll see how long this goes. Mister Robert <laughs> Robert Earl Jones, he gets himself a raise because he is a he is one of the cooks in the kitchen. That was having to work with <laughs> yeah. our creepy Artie, and uh, after Artie goes into the hospital, the uh, what's his name? I forget his name already. Uh, Mel gi- gives yeah. all the guys a little bit of a raise so that you know to kind of shut them up. Yeah. 
He's like, look, man, now you're the head cook. You get $50 a week. You get 15 each of you, your guys. But shut the fuck up. We don't want the kids getting scared, <laughs> yeah. you know? Basically, throughout this whole movie, he's just trying to, like, bandage the bleeding. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's just trying to, like, maintain the rep. But I got to mention real quick, the, the doctor, when he comes in and looks at him, oh, yeah. the doctor says, my prognosis is that he's real burnt. Yeah, he's real burnt, and he's in an immense amount of pain that I can't even explain how much in pain he is. Yeah, (laughs) he's it's got to fucking suck, (laughs) and the guys are like, "Yeah, this sucks." (laughs) Yeah, the doctor. I I there's some stuff he was saying. I was like, "Is that in the script, or is he just kind of going off of going off the cuff?" He's just vamping, dude. He's having a good time. (laughs) And eventually, we get back to the the younger kids. well, I kind of think of Ricky and his friends as like the 13 to 14, 15 year olds, and then the other guys yeah. are like 16 to 18. And we get the middle schoolers versus the high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, and basically. They're, uh, they're doing the impossible sit up challenge. Yeah, the, the mind over matter speech <laughs> is, and apparently it was longer than this because it feels yeah. long as it is. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I was so confused in this scene. It's an impossible sit up. So they got the kid laying with his head on the floor and they got the like towel over his head and they're like, if I, I'm going to hypnotize you so you can't do a sit up, three, two, one, moves the towel, he sits up and then another kid puts his asshole. Right over his face. Yeah, it just says, but we just see a, a kid's bare, white-cheeked <laughs> asshole. This kid gets a salad tossed. Yeah. And I'll give him credit. Yeah. Like, it feels like you can kind of tell he's actually friends with this kid. Because even though, like, they fuck with them and stuff, like, they do yeah, fuck Mozart. with them. Mozart. Yeah. You can tell, like, he still feels like he's part of the group. Because he doesn't quite, like, ever alienate himself from them well, for some reason. Well, yeah, and we're we're about to cut to uh, after this is the baseball game, right? Fuck yeah! It's the short, it's the short shorts versus the midriffs. Yeah, short shorts versus midriffs, and uh, uh well, Richard Greco first comes. <laughs> Greco, Richard Greco comes. <laughs> Richard Greco. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, that guy comes oh. through, and he's like, "Hey, we got a ball AC game." Slater. Fuck. Yeah, he's awesome, dude. I love this guy. He is dope. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they go through. We're we're at the Sandlot, man. The longest. I, I honestly, apparently, a lot of people had issues with how long the scene lasts. Like they're like, okay, this is a I horror movie. Why? I love it too. I'm like, dude, this is the way the Sandlot should have been. Like, I wish it because was like this. It's just like shitty kid. Like I remember being a kid this age, oh, yeah. and just we're we're cussing to cuss. But with us, it was basketball. You know? Yeah. It's like, Fuck you! Get the fuck out of my way! You shit! Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'd go out there and we'd play ball and uh, both basketball and baseball. We used to play in the, the park that behind my neighborhood. And just a lot of shit talking, a lot of fun. It was always great times. I don't know. I, I was glad. It was. It's great to see it because you're just like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of back in the day. And, totally. You know, we have these, these older guys and the, the high schoolers basically bet them five five bucks a man, I think, for the game, which is a good little chunk of change for these yeah. youngsters and uh the the bill he's wearing a usc shirt and like the tightest daisy duke jeans you could think of <laughs> the, i didn't know that was a thing at the in the 80s like we're like little jean shorts that's different yeah, for I mean, dudes used to you used to have to like wipe to put on your shorts back in the Oof, day man. man i mean it was rough just a different time y'all i mean i, I was we, waiting for a ball we, to come out we got to get back to it, though. 
Well, that's what women love that shit, though, man, because there's like a danger, you know, <laughs> like if you if you like bend down to pick up the remote, like your dickhead might pop out. That's true. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just never. But know. I'll tell you what, they're looking. Yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> I don't know why they are, but I guess they are. For some reason, Not they like looking, that. Man. They like it. It's all right. I like that uh, Mozart is playing like some kind of ca- calculator <laughs> boxing game in the calculator box. He's yeah, he's got like his TI eighty five playing some boxing bullshit. Yeah, love it. And they do the bet. They have the game, and eventually Ricky and his friends win. We get one of the best lines in here, but we're gonna save that for the quick impression because we and Eddie are gonna share oh, that one. Oh, I love it. And. Uh, they end up winning, and they're like, oh, we're going to buy Corvettes. We're going to get on a cruise. And it's like, oh, I, mi- I miss when, uh, like, making a little shit bit of money talk. felt, like, dope. <laughs> yeah, that too. Was, like, just shit talking. It was just shit talk. I love that, man. I miss those days. Ah, so good. And uh, then we're at the we're at this little social that they have. We, they have several <laughs> socials throughout the movie. You mean, yeah, you mean the new way of prom? Oh, God. It's, it's the that lamest music. shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so it's so cringy, but and then the way everyone's dressed, like they're like clothes to be social are just very preppy, very kind of douchebaggy, especially for the some of the high schooler kids because they're yeah. trying to be cool. But the thing that we, we have to establish is that this whole time, like Angela has been not talking to anybody. No. Like we're focusing on the boys a lot. But the, and the reason is because Angela ain't doing shit. No, like, she's frozen in time just wide-eyed basically wide-eyed and innocent and that's why they cast her in, in this very role. good like that she <laughs> fucking nails it yeah she does she looks because uh, i mean when i first saw the movie for with the first until she eventually kind of shows some sort of social skills i kept mm-hmm. thinking Oh, I wonder if this is going to be the whole movie or like I it, she gave she gave some Nell vibes, like very much like Nell vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's a shame. Like she's like really traumatized, and I wonder if she'll ever say anything. Yeah. But she does such a good job, and she's always staring at Judy, like right at her. And I don't know if she's, you know, it makes more sense as we watch the rest of the movie, dude. Oh, when she's when they're in the fucking cabin, and she's just staring at judy and judy's like what the fuck is wrong with you oh my god it is amazing hot yeah (laughs) really yeah really into that girl Mm. yeah yeah it must be it because you know judy just carries herself like a champion that's for sure yeah and uh then rick's best bud paul uh sees (laughs) eventually he sees angela and uh he tries to be compassionate with her Oh, because Ricky gets gets in trouble for fighting with these these douchebags well, yeah, that mess with Angela. Two of the douchebags, a guy in a blue oyster cult fucking yeah. shirt walks over and he shoots his shot, and then Zach Morris pops over and tries yeah. for a bit. She's not and that don't work. Yeah, and then like they then they start they're calling her crazy. They're like, "Hey, you fucking nutty nuts! What what what's your fucking problem?" Yeah, and that's when when Ricky, like you said, he pops like you would, right? He pops over and he's like, "Look, man, I'm gonna I gotta whoop your ass, real quick." It's amazing uh, the the fact this kid has the balls he has. He just stands up to these kids. Yeah, they get in a fight. Then Paul comes. I lo- I like how Paul's like his best bud, but he just sort of slides on into her DMs. He says like, "Yo, what's up, <laughs> he's man?" He's good, dude. 
he slides in, he lays down the G, man. He's like, look, hey, uh, I'm sorry. Them guys suck. You know, they're, yeah. they're all crazy as hell. Yeah, Ricky told me what uh, happened to you, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. You know, he, but I'm here to, <laughs> yep. I'm here See, to, to tell catch me, you. Tell me about your dad. Right? <laughs> yeah, I like your shoes. Your exactly. Actually, that's the last thing you want to ask Angela. Tell me about your dad. Oh, well, man, he died in a boating accident. <laughs> Which one? No uh, shit, right? Yeah. Oh man, and, uh, but it works though because she finally says something. She does. Yeah, this is the big moment in the movie. She finally says something. I think he says good night to her, right? And she's like, good yeah. Night. And she just, and then he's like, yep. He does the Kevin from uh, uh, Home Alone, but yeah. yes, yes, fuck yeah. Like it's those I'm little I'm moments when you're that. 13 years old. It's epic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Like. The, the weird like puppy love kind of oh, it's something that know. you only experience for like this tiny fucking window as before the world just destroys your soul yes and i feel like the puppy love yeah. thing it does almost might not exist now because of the amount of exposure kids get to you know sexuality and all that stuff like it's just so easy to access so I, yeah. I'm kind of curious about that you know it's uh, socially how that works now with youngsters but yeah, I, I feel like we're definitely some of the last generation to be able to have actual puppy love where you're just sort of innocent. And I mean, that sucks because it was good, but it's also good that shit's going away because then, like, that shit back then felt like forever. Yeah. But if you think about that first girl you had that puppy love for, yeah, you're like, nah, <laughs> nope, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. So after this scene, we see a bunch of teenage butt, <laughs> a bunch of teenage buttholes going <laughs> running into a lake. Because uh, yeah, they're trying to convince the broads to go skinny dip. So the, the girls, so the they're not into it. <laughs> I like the idea of like, oh y'all don't want to go in with us. Well then we're just all going to get naked as boys and we're going to jump in there together. <laughs> it so seems counterintuitive. Doing that with your homie? No, I don't. So <laughs> no. That is some dedication to the bit. It's like, you know what? It's so safe, girls. Like, we're all going to go in naked together as guys and just that, enjoy You it. know what? If, if I'm one of them girls, though, every dude that gets naked is less of a reason for me to get naked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you all just already fucking owned yourself. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. just, the the classic. They're just classic douchebags. And so dumb. eventually, I think we see a blue oyster cult guy and the preppy deer. They're getting high. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, we get our first. Um, I think this is. Yeah, then we get our second our second murder, but our, our first murder, murder of one of the actual kids that are there. It's a weird. Well, the first guy actually didn't get murdered. Technically. No, he, was he just got fucked. Yeah, I got fucked up. He's a little extra crispy. Yeah. This kid, though. Because it's Kenny, right? And he, he goes out with Leslie on the boat, and then uh, he rocks the boat as a joke yeah, and tips it over on her ass. Then he, like, pops up under the the, the tipped-over boat. He's, like, singing to himself for a minute, which is weird. weird. And somebody just pops up, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then his ass just gets drowned. Yeah, and, and it kind of blows my mind that the movie was willing to kind of even show some huh. sort of a person because you're you're not a hundred percent sure who the fuck it is, but you're it's obvious it's one of the kids at this point because 
Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's obviously a kid's shape. It's just like basically the back of the head and the shoulders. And yeah, it wasn't Mel. Like yeah, it was... yeah, it wasn't Mel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't a guy whose wig slid off his head. No, it wasn't. Oh, poor Mel. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't Mel. But it's just amazing the strength that this skinny. <laughs> looks like 13 14 year old child has against a 17 year old kid like i'm sorry like you're I mean, not pushing me under the water like if i was yeah. 17 years old 18 years old and a 13 year old tried to do that like <laughs> this is the thing i love like before the, all the kids are like hanging out they're like look man let's let's get the fuck out here right and they're, they're trying to tell their buddy uh to get out of the water because kenny is playing a prank on him still i guess yeah. and they're like ah now kenny's not gonna come out all right Let's pick up all of the lawn furniture and throw it in the lake. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are so you fucking, fucking assholes do? And then we cut to the next morning, and fucking Ronnie's pissed. He's like, these goddamn kids, what the fuck are they doing? I fucking hate them all. I hate my job. I hate this place. Bunch of cockheads. And he's throwing them back. He trips over one of them legitimately, too, yes, by the way. Does. That wasn't like a put on. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this canoe doing over here? Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's so good. He works his way up to a canoe, flips that shit over, and we get a pretty good solid um, casting, you know, yeah. of of, a, of of good old Kenny. And it looks pretty dope. And they only did it just to kind of have the little snake coming out of the – I think it came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's a great effect. Um, it looks it's... pretty legit. It looks really good, and the dude freaks. Like, he holds on to it for a minute, you know, because he's like, first he's incredulous, you know? And he's like, what the fuck? And then you see the snake come out of his mouth, and he's like, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have that lined up, ready to go? (laughs) What? You had that lined up, ready to go? (laughs) That joke? (laughs) No. So then after that, what happened? <laughs> We're going to play some volleyball. Yeah, we play a little bit of volleyball. Is this when Judy's wearing a shirt that literally says Judy on it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I have that. I, I fucking love Judy. I'm I'm here for Judy forever. Oh, so, yeah, good. Mel covers the, the whole thing up. He's like, yeah, this oh, kid, yeah. he was probably whacked out on goofballs and fell off the thing. I don't know. Judy is wearing, first of all, because, again, we can't shut up about what people are wearing in this shit. This bitch has got a side ponytail. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And like you said, a shirt, purple shirt with her fucking name on it. It's incredible. How baller of a move is Would you walk around with a shirt that just said Daniel on it? Hell no. Hell no. Uh, only Judy has that kind of fucking might, that kind of swag. And Meg uh, gives Angela some shit about talking to Paul because Paul comes through. Because Angela doesn't do – she doesn't play any of the games or sports, and she doesn't like to go into the water, obviously, um, you know, from, from what we know of her childhood. Her dad died yeah, in the fucking some, water some P- and mad, her brother. Mad PTSD there. And – they give her some shit for talking to Paul and just start bullying her. And then we go eventually, I think I'm not sure it's at that moment, but 
I think Paul like said like oh like I want to go with you to movie night or something like they had like some kind of yeah. little thing yeah. Yeah, Paul's trying to like Netflix and chill with Angela real he quick is. because they're doing like a, they're doing like a little movie night, and she's like, "Well, everybody goes to movie night," and he's like, "Yeah, but you can go to movie night with me." Yeah. And I'm like, "That's that's a good move." Yeah, basically right means there. like we got to sit together. Maybe we'll hold hands. <laughs> so my wife, the, the, our first right. date, the first thing that we did, right? My move was there was a thing I knew she wanted to go watch at the theater, right? Yeah. And my move was we're at a little party, you know, little thing, little barbecue kind of thing. Kind of knew each other a little bit, you know, just just doing the thing, getting introduced. And I said, look, I'm going to go to this thing. I'm going to go watch it, right? If you want to come to it with me, then that's cool. I'm going to go to it anyway. I like it. Yeah. So that's Paul's move here. I like it. That's a good strategy, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's They know you got some shit going on, you know, and then whatever. Either way, you go over it, you hire a whore if they don't show up. <laughs> you just fuck the whore. You know? Yeah, plan B. <laughs> hire a whore. Yeah. Lucky for me, I got to save some money, you know? <laughs> and it works out, you know, because of movie night with her. Um, yeah. And then he gets a little. He, I think he gives her a little peck on the lips at this point, right? I think. It, yeah, because they walk out holding hands, and he gives her a little kiss, and she kind of just like doesn't move. It's pretty stiff. Yes. And then he's like, "Can I do that again?" She's like, "What?" He's like, "You know, I'll give you another kiss." She's like, "All right." And then yes, then you know you're in. Pretty much just as yeah, the, just as bad as the yeah. the first one. I mean. So he bunts his way into first He does day. bunt, like, yes. It's, not... it's a, The fact that he even feels like he accomplished anything at the end of this. I mean, if any. because yeah, he, he's like dancing. Oh, yeah. He gets back to the of... boys, and this guy, he's acting like he just fucking went the full, the full oh, home run. He's, yeah, swinging around the poles. He's, uh, he's, uh, Dancing in the rain like Gene Kelly. It's crazy. <laughs> and I got to give him some. I got to give him a little. I got to give Paul a little bit of props of. A little bit of he really likes Angela, and second, yeah. because Judy straight up flirts with them just to kind of dig into the fact that oh, she yeah. hates Angela. And I think yeah. part of him doesn't flirt back with her because he likes Angela, but I think another part is like, yo, you're like, that's a, that that's my homeboy. Like, my homeboy likes you. Like, because Ricky has a thing right. for Judy. I think so he was trying to be yeah, that's, loyal. That is so, you know, I didn't even catch on. You, you're so right. He's doing the bros before hoes thing. Yeah. I think that's what kind of what was going on there. It, but, yeah, he goes back to yeah. the boys, and they're doing the, <laughs> oh, they do yeah. the classic shaving cream <laughs> trick to Mozart. It's, it's like an old school trick, but it's an oldie but a goodie. But they don't use, like. Something decent to tickle his nose with. They like dangle a, a sock. Fucking dirty old sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this motherfucker has the right response too. He jumps up, he whips out a fucking Bowie knife and starts swinging. I on was him. shocked. I was like, <laughs> is, "Is that a knife or a fake knife?" I I, I was thinking, "Oh, it's got to be plastic." And I was like, "No, that's a fucking yeah. real fucking blade." <laughs> Because it looks like the the shit that a samurai would use to kill themselves after their katana broke, <laughs> you know, the tanto. Yeah, thing? It, it does. looks like that. Like it's ridiculous. And it goes to show you how dope, like how tough and dope kids were back then. Because the fucking camp guy, counselor guy, comes through and gets after them for fucking around. He's like, "Dude, you shouldn't even be having a yeah. fucking blade like this." And and Ricky's like, "Oh, we just fucking around." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Ricky doesn't even narc on him. He's not like this motherfucker's trying to kill me. He's like, man, look, come on. This is part of our bit, you know. We throw mo- we throw shaving cream <laughs> in his face. He this chases us with bit. a knife. <laughs> Yeah, this is my bit, man. I, I hit him with a pillow. He uh, comes, tries to disembowel me. It really was it's different. A, like, you know, I feel like, you know, yeah. we, you know, I did BB gun fights when I was a kid. I think kids did more dangerous <laughs> shit before that and more dangerous shit before yeah. that. So I think oh, kids yeah. have just, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the old man that says, oh, kids don't really play rough anymore. I don't know. I don't have kids, but I just yeah. know that back in the day, you know, a lot of kids would do crazy shit that they would end up hurting themselves with and be, be okay. Swinging, swinging on a motherfucker with a knife, though, dude, like is a bit. I don't, <laughs> it's, I don't a, know. it's kind of funny. Oh. Every day you know I got a piss. Every fucking day. When I'm recording, I got a pin. Here it goes now. Oh, that probably sounded horrible. I apologize. And we're back. We are back, baby. Oh, my God. We are back with uh, Sleepaway Camp. So I'm, I'm going to warn you. Okay. Because I'm good right now. I just got a refill on my drink. And and I think I'm at the good moment with my head uh-huh. right now. Are you off tomorrow? I'm somewhere... <laughs> no, I'm good. Um I'm somewhere between the the vape, the the um what the fuck is that thing? The Sudafed and the booze. Jesus Christ. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to ride that out for the rest of the night. Oh right. We are gonna go ahead and end the first part of Sleepaway Camp with Eddie the X Jefferson. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. Hope you enjoyed that little pee pee song uh, we came up with because we both had to go really bad. As you can tell, there's still a whole other chunk of this episode, and yes, we do just get drunker. Um, but actually, pretty coherent. Anyway, either way, we, it's a kick ass episode. I can't wait for y'all to hear the second part. Um, and it, will, um, it should be out later this week on Thursday. So, be patient. Bye.